Welcome to the Indie Music Room, a conversation with independent artists about writing, recording, performing, and promoting their original music. And now here's your host, Heather Kelly. I'm very excited to introduce to you our new guest this month, and his name is Melvin James. We go back a ways. We've had um, some collaborations on our works together. But what I'm really excited is just to delve into his past and hear how he got from the beginning to where he's at now. It's really amazing. He's had a great run. So, Melvin, I understand you started doing music at the age of five. Is that correct? Yeah, I think it it all got started when my cousin came into town who used to just travel around passing the hat and came into town sleeping on people's couches <laughs> with his uh, guitar and started playing songs. I was like, oh, wow, that's great. And yeah, that's kind of where I got my first inspiration. What was your first instrument you started on? Guitar. I had a guitar like with the strings were like a half inch off the neck. Uh-huh. And I'd just practice and practice till my fingers bled. Yeah. My dad would yell at me, hey, knock the shit off down there. So. <laughs> Of course. Every parent's nightmare. Um, Where were you born? In Des Moines, Iowa. Okay, so when did you start taking off with your career? I mean, obviously not the age of five, but what what year did things start picking up for you? And and what was your process in getting from, you you know... Point A to B? Yeah, five Um, five years old to where you are today, because you've had an amazing background story. Well, uh, a friend of mine was working in, uh, as a sound man in Minneapolis... And I had just had a newborn baby, was like two months old. So I said, let's, uh, you know, he said, we can live in his attic. (laughs) So we went up to Minneapolis and lived in his attic. And I joined a band, uh, put a band together called the Crash Street Kids, I think, and Playboy uh, voted us one of the best unsigned bands in 1983 or Playboy Magazine? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Compared us to the Who and the That's Yardbirds and the Raspberries. Okay. And then after that, uh, we, we got in a car accident um, <laughs> doing a Jerry Lewis telethon. <laughs> and my drummer broke his collarbone. And no. So I, uh, so I came back to my roots here in the studio. Well, that's the part that I missed between uh, five years old. And I think, yeah. I, think I was maybe... 17 or I, I was 14 years old when I saw this band play at the Iowa State Fair and I was living on a dollar a day there mm-hmm. and uh, this band Dakota and they were from Fort Dodge and so I said hey you should have me come up and play guitar I'm really good <laughs> and uh, yeah. so they so they had me come up and I played the guitar with my teeth and the mic stand. Anyway, <laughs> we uh, we started a riot at the Bill Riley stage, and so I became friends with these guys. And they said you should come up to the studio and hang out with us and go on the road. So I so I used to hitchhike up here after school, and um, I think when I was sixteen uh, years old, I met Kirk Kaufman, who mm-hmm. owns the studio in Otho. Again, everybody that's listening, I just want to remind you that he is the generous host of our show, The Indie Music Room, so we get to have this out here every month. Yeah, go Kirk, one yep. of my favorite people in the world. So so you met him. Um, you know, he he had me living in his drum booth, learning my craft, <laughs> uh, me and my girlfriend, and uh, unbeknownst to the other two guys in the studio <laughs> that owned the studio... And uh, until we got caught, anyway, so yeah, we'd record from uh, 
like midnight to eight in the morning and then skedaddle out of here and and then get back. So anyway, when I, I had moved to Minneapolis and started this band called the Crash Street Kids, um, and we got in the crash and were out of commission for a while, I came back to the recording studio to uh, to do my solo work. Okay. And uh, we started with a three or four song demo and we got uh, interest from Atlantic um, ended up getting interest from Warner Brothers, MCA, EMI, wow. Geffen. Um, How did they get all of your material? Back then, we just sent it out on on a uh, uh, looking at the back of records and the address. So we sent it out, oh, wow. okay. and we got interest right away. John David Clodner um, from Geffen was the first A&R guy to come out to see me. So ironically, I was... And they came out to see you where? In Minneapolis. In Minneapolis, okay. So I was in... Uh, I was actually at the club having the stage built out further so that I could uh, perform uh, on a bigger stage. And and John Claudner was, was going to be coming. And in the meantime, uh, Michael Rosenblatt from MCA Records was coming to see another band... And uh, uh, somebody played him my demo cassette, and he said, I want to sign this guy, not the band that I'm here to see. So ironically, I ran into him at the club while I was having the stage built, and we set up another appointment. I I eventually signed with him, Mm -hmm. but it it was great to have these these stories, uh, one of which uh, Bruce Lundvall that... Uh, from EMI Manhattan, um, the president of the label, was driving in a limo with his A&R guy. A&R guy is the guy who signs the bands. Bruce Garfield, who had signed, uh, uh, like, Billy Squire, um, had w- just played him some stuff on the way. And Bruce Lundville said, I forced him to pull the pull the uh, limo over and told him, go sign this guy right now. Wow. So, That's uh, amazing. It started, so it started a bidding war. Michael Rosenblatt... Uh, at Geffen, he had signed uh, Madonna and a few other artists. So there was a bidding war, and I ended up going with uh, Michael Rosenblatt. Fantastic. Now, there's a song we're going to be playing here in just a minute, but which? where did you record this one? I've heard this song. It's one of my favorite. It's called Why Won't You Stay. Tell me a little bit about that song, the studio it was recorded at. and Yeah, so uh, the demos that I got my record deal with most of the songs were cut at juniors back then i think it was called westminster sound okay and um but i had just i had kept writing and i'd wrote written this song called uh, why won't you stay and uh kirk said that he wouldn't mind trying another studio to record at just okay. for fun sure so i brought kirk from uh, juniors up to minneapolis and I, I can't even remember the name of the uh, recording studio at this time. But yeah. we cut it there, and we were cutting it. I think I had done the vocal, ran through the vocal a couple times. And then I think it was CBS was doing a story about Minneapolis artists, in, uh, mo- mostly because of Prince. Sure. And they said, you mind if we bring our cameras in and just videotape you while you're working on your project? <laughs> and Kurt goes, yeah, you you, you know. He goes, once those cameras were on you, you sang totally in key, and we got a performance. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know what's funny about that is just to hear it's 
you don't name drop, but you sure drop all of your connections of what you've been with, and it's really impressive. Um, so why won't you stay? You wrote that song, and you went up to a studio in Minneapolis. That's the first song we're going to show of Melvin's. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more. Don't 
that was Why Won't You Stay with Melvin James. This has been a really fun interview. I know him personally, and I'm so excited to hear about exactly how he got where he is today. Um, Melvin, I was going to ask you, you seem to have recorded in several studios. What are some of the other ones you recorded in? I recorded at the record plant in uh, Los Angeles, Power Station, the Terrarium. Quite a few. There are, there are a couple others that I just can't remember the names right now. And you said the Crash Street Kids was your first, correct? Right. And what was the following bands that you had to come up after I, that? It was my solo record with MCA. Okay, and who all played in that band? Um, I played most of the instrumentation, and uh, Larry Adams uh, played drums on the uh, on the demos that that I got my record deal with, and uh, and then Joe Vitale uh, played drums from the uh, from Joe Walsh's band. Um, oh, nice! One of the you know Bill Simsic co-produced that that record with me, the MCA record, and. I met Joe Walsh, and we had used his... He has a song called Life's Been Good to Me so far, and uh, he has a line in there that goes, I get so drunk that I can't find the door, and there's a door that slams. So we took the door off of that record. Simsy <laughs> brought the two-inch master in, and we put it on one of my songs called <laughs> She's So Sorry. Well, yeah, that's great. Tell me about the albums you've released. I seem to abandon every everything I w- did in the past and do something totally different. I know, but I, I want to hear about all of them. I don't know how many you actually have out. I know so, the ones that are my favorite. Yeah, so it's the Crash Street Kids. Yeah. And then uh, the MCA record. And then I did another record uh, called Planet Melvin. Yes. Um, that And we, d- we did two records um, on that project. And uh, one of the songs we charted up in the upper five-state region uh, in the top ten. That's great. You know, I was and so, also the, yeah. one of those songs, uh, "Having Fun," is in like uh, I don't know sixteen movies. Sixteen like, movies. Yeah. So you know, without a paddle, and well, she's the man, and wild hogs, and. That's why it's an honor to have you in our studio today. I had the privilege of playing with you for. A long time. Um, you were very collaborative. I wouldn't have finished my record if it wasn't for you. So I thank you for that. Thank you. So now we're going to listen to Having Fun with Melvin James slash Planet Melvin.
are back with Melvin James. And, you know, I have a couple things that I research about you that I want to know a little bit more about. But when you were with MCA, is it true that you knocked Madonna and Michael Jackson off the charts? Well, not personally. <laughs> well, you know what but I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. My, my video came out. Theirs was coming down the charts. And yeah. I, mine was brand new and it just come out. And so, how, yeah, that's true. Where did you create that video? So that was done at the Kaiser Steel Mill in Fontana, California. We just, I don't know, maybe uh, 70 miles outside of Los Angeles. Okay. And it was, uh, we had a 99-man crew, four semis, and rain machines, muscalites, and we shot for 23 hours straight. Oh, my gosh. It's a great video. If any of you have not seen it, you've got to look it up. Yeah, so- those, those, those videos, we did... Uh, why won't you stay? Yeah, and then loving you is strange. We shot at the Vargas Circus in Austin, Texas, and then the last video uh, was called Twisted, and we shot that in Minneapolis. And but back then, everything everything now is done on HD. Back then, everything was done on film. Right. So a lot more editing entailed. And after MCA did all of that with the video recording, and what did you do after that? I know you sold quite a few albums. What was your next, like, project in mind? I uh, Give it to my, us. Yeah, uh, Michael <laughs> Rosenblatt had left to go be with his dad at Geffen, the A&R guy who signed me. So he told me that he, he goes, if you can get out of your contract, we'll pick you up at Geffen, put out your new record. So they gave us a budget, and we went into Paisley Park after I got out of my record deal at MCA, and then they passed on, on me. Uh-huh. So anyway, I was pretty frustrated and said, ah. I had to do something else. You know, I'd spent all my advance, my record advance money. Basically, I had a Toyota Corolla without a starter in it that I had to push to, to get it to go. It sounds like and, every musician. I I know. Yes. And now I'm sleeping on the floor after spending, you know, $180,000 advance and uh, sleeping on the floor of a friend of mine's house. And I answered some ad, said, make $30,000 a year. Uh-huh. So I went and sat through this whole introduction for almost an hour, and then they brought the Kirby vacuums out. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm doing it. You know, I want to make 30000 a year. Oh. So anyway, so I started selling them. And so we'd have our morning meetings, and they'd say, hey, James, sing us a song. So I'd sing some <laughs> Kirby song for you them. You were the inspiration, yeah. yeah. Then I'd throw the vacuums in my car and wheel my way to somebody's house to show them why they needed this vacuum. So <laughs> so anyway, I'd I'd be in there and I'd say, yeah, I go, uh, you know, because I had just had, you know, a big video, you know, on MTV. And I said, yeah, you ever heard that song? Why won't you stay? Come in, come out of the rain. They'd go, yeah, we've got the record. And they bring the record and I'd say, that's me. <laughs> and they'd look at it and they'd go, oh my God, it is you. And I'd say, yeah, you know, the music business is great, but these vacuums are really good. Yeah. So, and then I then I'd clean my vacuum out in their sink, and I throw it in the back of my Toyota Corolla and push my car down the street, start it. Oh man! But I, humble beginnings, yeah. right? So oh. after that, I uh, started another band with my son, uh-huh. who would play drums. Oh, uh, a band called Planet Melvin. He's a really good drummer. I've had. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I've heard him. Yes. And. Uh, so, and that's that's the band that we had the success with, uh, Having Fun, and uh, yeah, so that's... There's one other song, and I've listened to this numerous times in the studio, with or without your presence, because I think you recorded it here, but it's called Me and My Alien. Yeah. 
Okay, that is one of my favorite songs. It's out there, but it's such a cool song. Tell me a little bit about that. I I think when I wrote that song, I mean, I hate to describe what a lyric is about because it's really to one's own interpretation. Mm -hmm. But it's really just about a place and someone that you can go to where all is okay and things are great. So it really is a story. It could, you know, for anybody, it could be, you know, it could be God. It could be whatever it is for them. Right. And and that's kind of where the, where the gist of that song comes from. It could be an alien. But uh, anyway, that's what that song's about. Who all played on that song? Randy Pye played drums, and then I played the other instrumentation, as I usually do. Just me and my alien, so far and yet so near, living in the cosmos on the other side of here. It's just me and my alien, happy as can be, above the stars in heaven. Beyond reality
Again, Melvin, I love that song. I don't know why. I just really like that song. That's a great one. So what are you doing right now? Are you up to any new projects? Have you been recording or writing? I I am helping other bands. Uh, I'm producing other records for, for folks. You've yeah. always been good at that. You Again, you always helped us out immensely. So how are people going to be able to get in touch with you as far as, besides YouTube, if you just... Google Melvin James. All those videos we talked about pop right up on YouTube. And Planet Melvin. And Planet Melvin. And um, what, any other bands? The Crash Street Kids. Do you have any videos from there still online? I don't know if they're online. I know I've seen some, but I will find those links and I will get them put on my website. As well as you can always contact Junior's Motel Recording Studio and we will get you um, hooked up with Melvin James. So again, Melvin, I want to thank you so much for coming in today, taking your time. I know you've got a busy schedule and it took time for you to travel here to do this radio interview. Any last words? No, just thank you very much. It's great to be here. Love this place. It's the best recording studio in the world. Well, this place loves you too. Thanks again, Melvin. Thank you for everybody listening. You can listen every Saturday, Sunday here on 4DutchRadio.com. You've been listening to the Indie Music Room with Heather Kelly. Be sure to listen every Saturday and Sunday right here on FortDodgeRadio.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel for all our past and upcoming shows. The Indie Music Room is a production of FortDodgeRadio.com.